podcast designed to provide program audio for all Journeymates ministries in our monthly community gatherings. As you transition into time with God, we invite you to slow down and rest. Our program includes 15 minutes of contemplative music, followed by guided silence, a reflection, and Lectio Divina. Throughout this time, you will notice intentional moments of silence. Our prayer is that you will allow yourself space to simply relax with God. May you become attentive to the presence of the Holy Spirit within and around you today.
Welcome to the March 2023 Journeymates podcast. The time ahead of you can be as unhurried as you like and need it to be. Your God has all the time for you. Notice the longing that brought you here. Breathe slowly and know that the Lord is in every place with you wherever you are right now. Hear these words about Jesus from Isaiah 42. Stay with him as unhurried moments stretch out before you. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth.
A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench.
He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will not grow faint or be discouraged 
till he has established justice in the earth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're reflecting on the among movement of our souls. Our common life in the kingdom of God. It's a pretty broad topic. Likely you've also spent time reflecting on your life in the body of Christ. And truthfully, We're all just in process on this as we walk together, aren't we? In the 1960s, Frank Sinatra released a song called My Way that became enormously popular. Its theme is, I stood alone. I stand alone doing life my way. Since then, it's been re-recorded multiple times, finding its way into a presidential inaugural ball and a well-known rapper's funeral. NPR called this song, America's Anthem, of self-determinism because it celebrates our spirit of individualism and bravado. And it can be a compelling, enticing narrative, but scripture celebrates, sings, if you will, something different. 1 Corinthians 12, the body is a unit, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. We were all baptized by one spirit 
into one body. The eye can't say to the hand, the head can't say to the foot, I don't need to. If one part of the body suffers, the entire body suffers. When one part's honored, the entire body rejoices. God insists on community. His plan to establish a kingdom has already begun, and it's established through community, which flows in abundance from the unity of the Trinity. The body of Christ existed long before we joined it. It's a divine reality set in place by God, which we enter through faith in Jesus. Each of us, with our individual histories and particularities, we're all welcomed into a family that already exists. And we're told we belong. We're loved. Beloved is where we begin. That perhaps is one of the first refrains we hear in the song of the kingdom. Beloved is where we begin. It reminds me of an episode of The Chosen, the one where Jesus has just called the awkward, despised tax collector Matthew. Peter is appalled, and he pushes back. What are you doing? Don't you know who he is? When Jesus reminds Peter of who he was when he was called, Peter argues, yeah, but that was different. And Jesus responds with, get used to different. For many of us, Getting used to different takes some tuning. We do rather like our own familiar music, don't we? And God's wisdom among billions of people, we're all different. Oh, we might be housed in a body that's remarkably similar, but each carries a unique song, singing something of God's image into the world. As we enter different with curiosity and respect, we see beyond it. We receive a brother in his story and the way it displays God's image. And then our hearts are gifted with an awe-filled intuition of God's glory. Scripture remains our guide on moral and ethical behavior, but we're called to join the kingdom song with its blessing of belonging, its posture of you and your story are welcome here. It's not a bad examine question for our souls. How am I doing with different? In Journey Mates, we also reflect on the upward and inward movements of the soul, and we return to these again and again because they're so important. We attune ourselves to the Father's songs about our lives, all aspects of it, who He says we are. And singing this song takes some practice. The world encourages us to trumpet our talents, make a name for ourselves, be better, the best, leverage your gifts for personal gain or boosting your image. In Luke 9, we read, there arose a reasoning among them who should be the greatest. (laughs) Competition and jealousy for position are apparently not a new problem, not new problems in the body of Christ. One of the great mysteries of the kingdom is that its music beckons, lay aside your life and you'll find it. In this kingdom, our gifts aren't to secure our place for us, our reputation for ourselves. Instead, they become the very place from which we can best serve others. Paul's letters all resound with this theme. 
the remarkably gifted, highly educated Pharisee of the Pharisees came to love this music because of his love and devotion to its composer. From Philippians, be like-minded, be one in spirit and purpose, avoid selfish ambition, avoid vain conceit, consider others better than yourself. Don't just look out for your own interest, look out for the interests of others. You are called to imitate Jesus. Jesus, God in human flesh, is the source of all goodness and giftedness. We root ourselves in Him, and the Holy Spirit enables us to imitate Him out of the overflow of what the Lord is doing in our life. Another helpful examine question might be, how am I holding my gifts? How do I receive the gifts of others? The music of the kingdom also has a tender adagio movement where the soul, perceiving itself in God's light, gains courage to see and name where it's weak, where it falls short. It grows the capacity to accept imperfection and frailty. We all know people who can't admit that they have any imperfection. Some of us may be so acutely aware of our own faults that we'll berate ourselves endlessly in the hope that nobody else will. And still others will shift their weaknesses or failures onto another. Holding our brokenness isn't blogging our own worst behavior, but denial, self-hatred, and projection are unhelpful coping strategies that don't lead to maturity. It reminds me of the way toddlers play hide-and-seek. I can still see my daughter in her red-footed pajamas running to a corner of the kitchen, turning around, and covering her eyes. If she couldn't see us, then we couldn't see her. (laughs) But the truth is that people see our frailty in spite of our posturing. It does take wisdom to know how and to whom we share these deep things. And certainly not everyone is trustworthy with our hearts. But brokenness is part of our song. And I remember too many times when denying that or ignoring it has caused harm in the body. And these memories are a guardrail for us when we're tempted to choose image over authenticity. So another question to consider might be, how are you holding your own brokenness? Here's the song God sings over our brokenness. Psalm 103. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And from Isaiah 42. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Jesus embodied this. He walked, ate, and lived among imperfect, difficult people. Even opponents were invited into the light. In the kingdom of God, there is good news. We are known fully. We are loved. And we don't have to be afraid. Well, that's how our good shepherd holds our frailty. But the sheep in the pasture are not always attuned to this kind and compassionate song, are we? 
What song do I sing? Are you singing as you intersect the imperfections of another? There's a good reason why we may not be attuned. Our differences, our brokenness can be acted in a way that's hurtful. The rough edges of another may scrape hearts and cause real pain. Ouch. Just as the sharp shards of my own brokenness have the capacity to pierce another's tender heart. A community where no one hurts is promised and it's coming, but the reality isn't here yet, fully. The jarring notes of relational pain and messiness is inevitable, even in the body of Christ. If this weren't so, there would have been no need for the exhortations of Paul and Peter, James and John to the young church on how imperfect humans should live together. We aren't able to learn this song on our own. And sometimes it's a song of deep, deep grief and lament. Our patient tutor, the indwelling Holy Spirit, whispers its melody into our ears. Follow Jesus one note at a time. Ann Voskamp shares a beautiful dialogue about this in her book, The Broken Way. She had been deeply lamenting the way her brokenness was impacting their family. Her husband uses their farm as a metaphor when he responds, and this is just my paraphrase. You know that everything on our farm speaks the same thing. The soil must be plowed, broken to receive the seed. The seed must be buried and break open to produce the plant. The sky breaks open to give rain and the wheat's eventually severed from the plant to yield the grain. The grain is crushed to provide flour for the bread and the bread must be broken to give us the feast. Never be afraid of being a broken thing. Jesus, our perfect Savior, accepted our brokenness. He endured rejection, misunderstanding, hatred, and was ultimately completely broken by humanity and for humanity. We're not afraid of being a broken thing or of being among broken things on this journey because of Jesus. The human score of music on this journey does contain far too many pages of discord, sorrow, atrocity, and horror. But because of Jesus, these things are not the song of the kingdom. God's song is redemption. What mystery. It's at the intersection of human brokenness, yours and mine, where his transforming power and presence is manifested. His song flows over and encompasses these places, joining harsh, discordant, ugly notes into a thing of beauty. The separation is the link. The kingdom of God calls us into the very places that would separate us that alienate us, and through these places into a deeper reality and a bigger story. We've heard this song. We've entered it. 
these places of relational beauty where the Holy Spirit moving among and through us weaves together, repairs, rejoins. The family member who forgives the harsh words after a painful misunderstanding. The resilience of a friendship that covers our worst self while always inviting the true self forward. The ministry stakeholders with differing personalities and visions stay together with grace, committed to God's work. Holy curiosity and reverence for a fellow believer and their story or fellow human replaces the aversion to different. This is how we participate in the song of the kingdom. And as we do, we begin to embody it. We attune to God's incredible invitation to creatively grow his kingdom with him, singing his song into the very spheres in which we live, inviting others to join in. We begin to lose our taste for my gifts, my preferences, my ministry, in favor of joining the wedding feast God offers. And that narrow, constricting, isolating refrain of my way Well, that just loses its appeal as we enter the beauty and wonder of the eternal, majestic, masterful symphony of God's redemptive work. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we enter back into silence and the sacred, slow reading of God's Word, take a deep breath in. As you exhale, ask God for the grace to rest as the Word of God invites us into a moment with Jesus. There will be four readings of today's scripture passage. In the first reading, allow the word to draw you into the scene with Jesus and his disciples. In the silence that follows, allow your mind and your heart to wander around in the scene with God. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. 
Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. In the second reading, listen for a word or phrase that stands out to you as Jesus speaks. Hold it before the Lord in the silence that follows. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them.
In the third reading, imagine yourself sitting next to Jesus and hearing these words. How do you feel as they are read? Confused? Energized? Tired? Offer what you feel to the Lord. After he had finished washing their feet, he took his robe, put it back on, and went back to his place at the table. Then he said, Do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master, and rightly so, that is what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, washed your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master. An employee doesn't give orders to the employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. As you listen a final time, breathe deeply. Simply wait and rest in the presence of the one who loves you. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes 
and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord. And rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For additional information regarding the music or contributors for this month, we invite you to view the show notes in the episode description. Our theme music is by Wynn Reagan, and our podcast is produced and mixed by Dady Creative. Journeymates is a locally accessible Christian soul care and spiritual formation ministry, a nonprofit based in Raleigh, North Carolina. We open time and space to simply be with Jesus through Journeymates communities, retreats, and soul care training events. 
to learn more about Journeymates, visit us online at journeymates.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.